Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome to... Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish here once again with my friends through the miracle of computer phone. Here with Chuck Anderson. Hey now. Oh, it's very lovely. Um, very soft, very gentle, a caressing of the voice. Uh, yeah. Also here with John Burr. Hello, everyone. How are you? Uh, we're good, John. You. You look like an online conservative commentator. You have reflective mm-hmm. aviators yes. in your in a car. You're behind your car wheel. You are the meme of the. Are you selling athletic greens? All taxation is theft. Uh, you buy this junk. All you need is this one junk to conserve your manhood for the next. Hey, I got a years. question. Why are the tips? Why aren't the tips that we leave on our our food bills? Why isn't that tax deductible? I'm paying someone's salary. Right. I'm literally paying someone's salary. That should be taxed. Is this how it starts? Is this the slippery slope? This is how it starts. (laughs) I mean, being being effectively a hippie myself, there's a lot of like through lines with libertarianism. Like you're really just like one (laughs) one hit of acid away. Yeah, one one pamphlet. One pamphlet away. Mm-hmm. One Take Ayn that. Rand novel from being like, wait a minute. Whoa. I do want the government to leave me alone, man. I remember when passing around Alex Jones DVDs was all in good fun. Well, so I was, <laughs> I, I was, um, on Saturday, I went to a Nashville Sounds game and I'm like buying, buying beverages. And there's like, you know, there's, there's a tip on there and the beverages are expensive. Yes. And, and it's like add 20%. I'm like, I guess this person's working what I think to be a thankless job. So I will tip 20%, but I'm like, why is this $3 I'm just giving this person because I want to pay their salary? Well, oftentimes those uh, tips don't go to the employees. Yeah, and then there's that too. What? Um, I, 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 yeah, I had a friend who went to, uh, or someone that, I forget where I read it on Twitter, that they, they went to a, a, an event at Hard Rock's, you know, the hard rock in Florida and they were told by the concession people that they don't get the tip. Oh, wow. I should, so, so, so now I have to start asking people, do you get yeah, this? Do tip? You guys get this tip. Do yeah. you get this tip before I hit man? That's I what dropped, you should do. I dropped a lot of money at this sounds game, by the Keith, way, Mr. Pete um, Parrish. Yes. Yes. Sounds games. Uh, uh, so <laughs> oh, by the way, might as well, might as well announce it. Uh, the Grizzlies are coming to Nashville. And a lot of times we say that we mean like the Grizzlies entertainment team. We mean mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe the mascot will be there. For uh, lucky, maybe, a maybe a member of Fast Break Breakfast will be there. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Actually, two physical Grizzlies, uh, David Roddy and Xavier Tillman, will be coming to Nashville for a meet and greet at the Nashville Sounds game on September 17th. So if you're anywhere near Nashville, uh, come out to the Sounds game on September 17th. Uh, rumor has it we might also be there. Um, but there's also a basketball camp that day. Uh, check out the details at uh, grizzlies.com slash caravan and uh, find out about the Grizzlies regional caravan coming through town. But Sounds games uh, can set you back a little bit. By the way, I, I, did a, I did a Tennessee sporting weekend. I did Sounds game Saturday night, Nashville soccer game Sunday night. I'm now broke. I now have destitute. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it, bringing a, f- I mean, listen, you can go to the sounds game and you can get in for 10 bucks. And if you call them, you don't have to pay Ticketmaster fees. So getting in the gate cheap, uh, trying to live like a, a rock star 
or trying to live the luxuries of just buying things while at sporting events. How much was a ranch water, Keith? I'm now, I'm now, I'm not destitute. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't want to add it up. That's how much it was, John. Yeah. <laughs> well, last time I went to, to a sounds game, I bought like an ice cream for the kid, a couple of drinks for the old lady, two yeah. hats, cleared, yeah. cleared 200 bucks somehow. Like, yeah, so that like, that, that was that that was similar, like yeah. like a, a dipping dots here, yeah. uh, a, adult milkshake there, bang. Yeah. By the way, Boom. the adult the adult the adult milkshake. I made a mistake. I I ordered <laughs> I ordered. They they have like these these boozy ices. And listen, I'm in. I'm I'm a simple man. I'm I'm in usually. I'm getting like like the the Coke flavored one. But there was they have a dream sickle. And I don't know what I expected it to taste like, but it was horrifying. If I sp- um, it was not. If I spend that much money and we didn't even get into parking, I, oh, I no. need to see. I need to see the best athletes in the world. I can't see Tony Gwynn. Oh, I park for free, baby. I can't. I, I park you know. for free. How about is the Nashville soccer? What is Nashville soccer club prices like? Because that's like the fourteenth best league in the in the world. Those so are like uh, Nashville, so- not the Nashville players. soccer. You're the expert, Chuck. The get in the door price. Surprisingly high. That's how I feel. Yeah, and I'm paying uh, for season tickets in the. It's three digits a month for two seats. Yeah. So, but you get a you get a fair amount of games. Um, they did just to start allowing you to bring in your own water bottle. So you, but it has to be empty. But you could fill it. They. That's they because managed- that is the hottest a human can be. There is no shade. There's <laughs> I think it would be illegal to not let you bring in. So that. I thought. So they do have like public consumption fountains, which I can't believe they like decided on during COVID, but like, you don't have to go to a a worker to get a drink. You could just go up and refill it like you would at like McDonald's. But like we used to buy a $10 drink to just drink water the whole game because you have to, or you'll die. One thing they do have is that, that free refill. Yeah. The free refill. I don't want I don't want to shame people for their behaviors, but I will now. Uh, it was like the end of the movie Wally when the game was over. <laughs> Everyone running to the fountain drinks to fill up their fountain drink one more time. It's like, yeah. dude, you, you don't need another 64 ounces or whatever that is. No, <laughs> it's a lot. But I would just drink water because they had the water thing, but I would have to pay 10 bucks for water. Right. Now I could just bring an empty clear. You can bring in a receptacle now. Right. Yeah. So that's that's at least uh, the grift is less grifty. I don't. I don't know if it's a grift. Also specific to the Nashville Stadium is you have to walk up 200 steps to get to it. <laughs> so you walk up 200 steps, and they're like, "Hey, man, uh, drinks are nine dollars." <laughs> Bet you want this hot dog that's I'm overpriced so sweaty and undercooked. Uh, yeah. We don't. I don't feel like I'm meant to throw uh, every Nashville sports team under the bus this early in the show. Um, life's expensive. You have a family life's expensive, it turns out. Uh, I mean, I kind of okay. like it as like a population control mechanism because like I'm not having <laughs> any more kids. I got a vasectomy after going to watch a movie in IMAX. Like, forget it. Like, brought the kids, bought popcorn, oh, and yeah. that was a car payment. Oh, so, are, you sure? are you sure? Are you sure you weren't chemically castrated because the government was sick of you finding out you have more kids? Shh, don't tell you anybody. Got, you, got, you got Alan Turing. Well, see, not even not even mentioning the sporting events. Yeah, the movie theaters are just an easier example. There's fewer local people to blame for that. Just the uh, facts, facts. Very, very, very expensive. Capitalism's um, gone amok. It's, it's a bit rough out here, uh, guys. Have we had breakfast, John? Where are you? What you're in a car? There's a there's like a a palm tree. Mm-hmm. Is that a Zoom yes. background? Well, what are you doing? Uh, there's a baby I'm seat in, too. I'm in, yeah. I'm in Florida. Mm. Sorry, buddy. I'm on. I'm on vacation. Yeah. Although it's horribly stressful and miserable. That sounds so, like it that sounds like vacation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's 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 not too bad. I I, I had to escape. Uh, the reason I had to drive away from my little home office setup I had is we picked the beach house next to another beach house being built. So the hammering uh. was it was like jackhammering, and the sounded like I was in basically like a, a car shop somehow. I don't know why they were putting lug nuts on cars. Oh, they were taking the lug nuts off? But it was very strange. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh. And, I, and I, as I was setting up, like, Allie was like, can't you just like ride the mute button? I was like, few had to look in Keith's eyes when weird sounds happened. <laughs> you would understand. That the, I must go now. 
speaking of lug nuts, this is a, this is an important follow up actually to, to last week's episode. This might be can can nothing non dramatic happen when Keith gets a routine car work done. I was bragging about the uh, I was bragging about oil changes that come to you. And the convenience, the unbelievable convenience. And hey, they even rotated my tires. Well, guess what happened? Uh, a couple hours you did after. Did not rotate your tires? At, no, after them rotating my tires, uh, hubcap popped off in traffic, just gone. Uh, uh, Zodiac killers show up to help you again and then kill you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> uh, out the window. <laughs> so, like, I had to call him. I'm like, listen, you just rotated my tires and now I don't have a hubcap. Uh, it's gone. It's been lost. Uh, I would love for you guys to. to to just take care of it. I'm like, it's a Corolla. I assume you have a, a Corolla hubcap laying around. Um, they did not. Uh, it actually took me, I had, to, I had to call three times. And they're like, hey, someone will get back to you. Someone will get back to you. And then finally, it definitely got in the right hands. And, uh, and this, guy, this guy, Big John, came out. Big John. And he's like, listen, uh, Toyota said it'd be a few weeks to get a hubcap. I can give you four new ones. You want four new ones? I'm like, yeah, sure. So uh, they came and did make it right. But I guess there are... <laughs> pros and cons to having uh, just someone come to your house, do the tire work. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, who's to say whose fault it was? Maybe that hubcap was going to pop off no matter what. Maybe its time was up, but it did seem I to got, be a I got to say, direct the two correlation. times in my life that I felt like I was most living in a cartoon were the time I saw a tumbleweed go by. <laughs> yeah. and, the time, and then the time I hit a curb and my hubcap rolled down the road. Just keeps rolling like a Coen yeah, Brother like, film. It's just yeah, follow, yeah. follow the tumbling yeah. tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was ready for Slim Whitman to take me home, but uh, um, good times. But sorry for that diversion. Have you had breakfast, John, in your on your vacation? You uh, any, any um, breakfast for us? Not only did I have a breakfast... I discovered that I am um, a Philistine and didn't even know what I was doing. I ate a mango this morning. Hey, now. And I'm sitting there eating it like an apple. And my dad's like, uh, peel mangoes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, oh, that. I, did, I did think this tasted funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I knew that. Uh, oh, well. What is a mango peel? Is it a very tough mango peel? I peeled them for my child, but I was just like, I've got to eat now and start eating. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I mean, my father walks around the corner immediately to sun. Like, it's it's, uh, a mango peel somewhere between a banana peel and an avocado shell. So I don't know. It's pretty intense. It's pretty bad. Okay. Yeah, it's I don't like, know if I've uh, ever held a mango. It turns out I'm googling this thing. It doesn't look familiar to me at all. I mean, I grew up pe- picking mangoes off of people's trees and eating them and learning how to peel them with your fingers as a South Floridian. That's a that's a rite of passage. Getting chased off of someone's lawn. I will say the image results on mango peeler kind of feel a little pornographic. Um, yeah. yeah. You, so there's a giant a giant seed in it. Like mm. a pit, like it makes like a, an avocado. A, it's more like a, yeah. It's more like a nad or a peach. No, it's it. No, the peaches and avocados have these quaint yeah. little things. Mangoes are just gigantic, and you have ah. to really work around them. Uh, so what you want to do is cut along. You can't cut it in half like a like a right. peach. Yeah. You have to cut along the big huge seed and then kind of eat it off the peel. Because mm. that's the way you, yeah. you you pull the peel back, and then we you should just get you on YouTube, on Chuck, just demonstrating oh, how to peel and eat an avocado. I, I mean, a mango. I'm, I, I'm contractually not allowed to eat a mango with this beard I have. It's yeah. just for well, there's not, it's, it's a it's a non beard food. It's like it Chuck could eat a Chuck could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nicholas Cage. Um, the yeah, like a peach. Like when you have a beard, I can't eat a peach. Sorry, nah. sorry, no, no, no. What, I mean, you can no. slice it. There are ways to slice a mango that make it like you can cube it. YouTube video. It'd be like the Wolverine sound lady. If you guys know what, you guys, <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> Chuck, let's get let's get down on this. Let's, sad, let's, let's make some money. Um, ASMR. Mango. Chuck, what's what, what was your breakfast? Uh, a little. Uh, I had some granola and some high protein yogurt and a protein bar. I'm back on mm. my, I'm back on my workout stuff. I'm trying to get like, I was doing so well. And then I got COVID. I went to Vegas. I took a vacation. And next thing you know, I gained 10 pounds. I like, like how you took how, COVID to Vegas. That was, I, I took COVID. Yeah. I Most was people on, bring it home. You're like, no, no, bring no. it home. No, I took COVID. I sent you, um, I sent you guys a, a Vegas live pack for summer league next year. Do you guys see? 
No. Yeah, well, drop fireworks and cause a panic? Yeah. You yeah. just bring a cherry bomb, you light said cherry bomb, and then the entirety of the uh, airport can storm through airport security. Just storms through security. <laughs> My, maybe it's because the, the time of day I fly, where I'm normally flying later in the afternoon, Vegas airport has been totally empty the last two times I've used it. It's been mm. bizarre. Uh, it felt like a left for dead level, honestly. How few, <laughs> how few people were in were in the airport. Uh, my breakfast, I uh, had a fruit smoothie. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm hitting a nice little uh, a, a nice mixture. Uh, I got some blueberries, some raspberry, some banana, some carrots, and uh, some strawberries. A little bit of ice, a little bit of yogurt. Bang! Uh, it's been uh, it's been delicious. It's been treating me right. Makes me feel oh, like yeah. a, makes me feel like a king. Uh, having That's having my own, having my own smoothie. Um, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we move to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong in a previous episode. It's frequently the first time we talk about the NBA. Although my apology is not about the NBA. Um, I'd like to apologize to Matthew Modine and season one of Stranger Things. Yep. I was saying how I was surprised he was in Stranger Things. I didn't remember him. I'd only seen season one. Well, he's in season one. Yep. Um, but I, I feel like when I said it, I'm like, I should probably Google this after the show, and he probably isn't there. He is. I have I, I saw images of him online in the show. No memory of him whatsoever. So that again, that's that's my fault. Also, Maybe thanks. You were to, thinking of Paul Reiser. Uh, thanks to Clint. Season two, season two edition, Paul Reiser. Uh, Clint, who used the new Slack channel for our Patreons, the the fact checking, the first person to correctly fact check something on the program in our new slack channel fact check check fact that is a real thing uh thank you clint for helping out there i'm sorry for forgetting that matthew modium was in season one of stranger things and i'm sorry that i said i imply that he was not uh do you guys have anything that you guys need to apologize for uh last week i um mispronounced a name it's not simi shit you it's simi shit who so Mm, that's a good Pronunciation correction. Mm-hmm. I sh- Thank I sh- you. Did you I, see I, this? I'm going to remember that. Um, I was looking up some pronunciations on Basketball Reference, and then you end up with like the the, the, nit, the nickname section. And mm-hmm. a lot of the nicknames, it's like, I've never heard of this in my whole life. There was one for uh, Mikhail well, Bridges. Wasn't it because you can like sponsor it? Can't you like well, he, you, money he, and, and you used to be able to sponsor pages, which unfortunately went away before uh, we had the podcast and Anthony Melton became uh, an NBA player. Which is very sad. Like, uh, like Mikhail Bridges, apparently, uh, he has the nickname Noodles and also The Warden. <laughs> Never heard this. Noodles. Um, I, I understand The Warden. That's like a defensive type You locking thing. somebody up? No- I got it. I got it. No- noodles? Is that a Once Upon a Time in America reference? Like, what's I, going think, on? I, I don't know. He was, in, he was in the scene in Goodfellas. In the <laughs> Copa and scene. then I saw, I, I saw on social media... A post about Jamal Tinsley, and it was like Jamal Tinsley, aka the abuser. Whoa! It's like I don't, I don't remember anyone being known as the abuser. Uh, <laughs> Jamal Tinsley is the dustbin. Yeah, the dustbin yes, forever. So, so, but uh, but honestly, Basketball Reference lists Jamal Tinsley as not just the abuser. Full nickname: Mel Mel the Abuser, which uh, sounds like a Ghostbusters. Kind of, that has to be name. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe maybe it is. Uh, it's just some reference we don't know. So was that Rick Moranis's character in Ghostbusters? What is that? The gatekeeper. So Joser? maybe that was uh, that that was his streetball nickname according to Wikipedia was Mel the Abuser, or uh, I'm also seeing some references to his alter ego, Mel Mel the Abuser. I'm now going to uh, bookmark all these for later. Um, John, <laughs> is there anything you need to apologize for? I put myself in a very low place personally. Um, my distaste for Draymond Green led for led to me Wikipediaing his new wife. Which why did I do that? Who does that? I, it made me remember there was a time I was like twenty four, and I was decided to like MySpace or Facebook stalk everyone I went to high school with. Yeah. See if they were more or less <laughs> successful than me. And I just found myself. Luckily, I just stopped myself. But I did. I was typing into Google and Wikipedia, Draymond Green wife. I guessed ostensibly 
find some ammo, more ammo against Draymond Green. Well, so it's I just weird. Need to lead, I just need to leave Draymond alone. Is that? Oh man! I assume that's the autofill on Google. Anytime you type in someone's name, the the autofills right. are our wife, net worth, uh, is gay question mark, and like that's <laughs> that, that's every autofill. And I'm with you, John. Where I don't know, I don't follow celebrity news that closely and i don't even follow nba off the court stuff that closely like i've just for whatever reason i've never been that interested in it to the point where my wife was like hey did Draymond green get married and i was like i have no idea <laughs> she's like how could you have no idea you, you podcast about the nba basically every day of the week i'm like i maybe it's on social media i didn't see it and then i looked into it and it's like yeah literally every person is at Draymond green's wedding and also she was like who did he get married to i have no idea uh, she, she's showing me pictures of guys in tuxedos. She's like, who are these people? I'm like, well, I fear, you know, I fear LeBron, that that's Jason Tatum. And then the third one, I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. It's, it's, it's Tatum's Caldwell Pope. I just didn't recognize him in a tux. And I'm like, I'm, I'm really terrible at following these guys off the court. I fear that Keith's wife thinks he sucks at podcasting. Right. That's great. You're oh, really trying she, to she do this for a living. She can hear me podcast. She knows I'm terrible at it. My favorite part of the Draymond wedding was the, uh, you know, sometimes you have those chocolate water fountains. Yeah. You know, yes. uh, he had a weed bar. Chocolate, where, chocolate waterfall. Yeah. That was it. Water, water fountain. Yeah, yeah he, like a fountain. But he had a weed bar. Like he's a chocolate like fountain. A, you can remove water from the, I'm sorry. Go what? Okay, Keith. <laughs> the whole point is, thank you he for had a weed fountain. He had a fountain. People were dr drinking no. weed. <laughs> Uh, all over Draymond's, uh, all over Draymond's wedding, and, and that's that—that's the modern NBA. David Stern rolling in his grave right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, Adam Silver's asleep at the wheel. Uh, he's, Put the he's boot allowing, down. He's allowing a culture of nefarious no, activity. Adam Silver has bigger fish to fry. He has. He has players refusing to play basketball with four-year <laughs> contracts. Um, I mean, good good for Ben Simmons getting some more money out, out of the Sixers' ownership. But Ben mm -hmm. Simmons and the Sixers settled with their salary grievance for Ben Simmons not being able to play basketball for whatever reasons last year. And now, yeah, Durant, who uh, him sitting out cost – it cost all of us. I think Patrick pointed it out in our Slack that it cost all of us Ben Simmons playing in Philadelphia on Christmas Day. Like Kevin Durant <laughs> stole that from us. Oh. We would have had a new like, oh, you know, the Eagles fans back in the day threw snowballs and batteries at Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they would have done? They would have had to hire battery sniffing dogs. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a mess. Yeah. Um, if you would have gone to Draymond's wedding, what would have been your... Do you think you would have been starstruck? Would you would you have gone up? What what would have been your strategy as far as interacting to just act like you belong? I'll say my strategy, and Chuck, I need you for this. Um, uh -huh. So we need a, uh, a suspiciously long trench coat, and then I have to somehow get you onto my shoulders, and then we pose <laughs> as former Heat legend Matt Geiger. Boom! Sounds good. <laughs> I think I think that would work. I love this idea. I think that works. You guys at one point have to do the Matt Geiger photo shoot, at least, where we okay. do find said comically long 11-foot trench coat, and, uh, and you, you become a, 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 an 11-and-a-half-foot tall Matt Geiger. Yeah, I don't know how. I, I, I would definitely do terrible these things. Just be Gigi Detome. I would be Gigi Detome um, and not be able to recognize any famous NBA players if they're not wearing jerseys with their names on them. Um, I would I would like to just make casual conversation while waiting for a drink. Like, hey, what do you do for a living? To Steph oh, Curry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like just nice pretend stuff. like, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I Oh I no, with Steph, listen, I, I I know negging is not okay anymore, but I think you can go up to Steph Curry and be like, Hey man, you're the are you the holy moly guy? <laughs> that would be maybe maybe that would be the way in. Um you Aisha's <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Uh, Grizz Nation, download the all access all in one Grizzlies mobile app. I guess everybody can do this. Download the Grizzlies app. It features mobile wallet for contactless payment in FedEx Forum. You get three experiences with one app, including a fresh Grizzlies look and feel, along with access to FedEx Forum events and Grind City Media news and notes on all things Grizzlies, NBA, and more. 
From podcasts to purchasing tickets, the new Grizzlies app has it all. Upgrade your experience and download the Grizzlies app today at the App Store and Google Play. All right, steak and eggs, best thing, gentlemen. Certainly these will be basketball-related, I hope. Uh, What are the best things you saw in the last week? Chuck, what is your steak and eggs? So uh, Zion Williamson had a GQ article come out, and I I think it's absolutely the greatest, uh, like, act of counter intel pro I've ever seen, right? So Is this GQ big and tall? (laughs) So the whole world wants to call him fat, right? But there's one way that you can get the internet to rally around you, and it's by claiming you love anime. Right, like the Reddit subreddits in the NBA world this this week have gone crazy with Zion telling people his favorite show of all time is Naruto, uh, which it's effectively like like picking the Nuggets as your favorite team. Mm. It isn't the it isn't the most We're like popular. Right it's the podcast right. equivalent of saying Jokic is your favorite player. I got you. Right. So he effectively gained this sort of like. Uh, unshakable fan base that will ride for him on the internet in perpetuity. I think it's the most brilliant piece of uh, PR that I've ever seen. I'm never calling him fat again because I'm not willing to get attacked by dudes who carry swords at the mall. Wake me when he starts doing the Naruto run. Oh, yes. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. That's the only thing <laughs> but, I know uh, about it is that so those guys stormed Area 51 he, that one time. Right. They, they and, were like, hey, we're going to Naruto run Area 51. So he, but, if uh, he does that one time, he yeah, will so break <laughs> He will break the internet. Like, break it forever. So and then, I'm, like, a chase down block, it would just... Oh, explode. after a dunk? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, just like celebration? It's nuts. Uh, so, by by out, the uh, way, uh, the Pelicans will open their season against the, six, against the Nets. And apparently, allegedly, Zion Wimson and Ben Simmons will both play. Although, I will... Believe it when I see it. When it comes to the the Naruto run in the anime, once again, this is like me and celebrity gossip. I don't know anything about it. It seems like everyone knows what they're talking about, and I'm just like, I don't know what that is. And it, like, is there more? Do I need to dive in, John? I feel like this would be your expertise. Do you do you enjoy, or are you just aware of? Just aware of. Okay. Um, I, I I know it's not an anime I uh, I've imbibed yet. <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, Apparently what's your- a good way to introduce my child to violence, and I'm very interested in such, <laughs> such movies. John, what's uh, your best thing? The Grizzlies have a very special uh, game coming up on mm. December 25th, as it were, for the first time that I can remember ever, probably. First time we got, a, we got an Xmas Day game. Yeah. Big for you. I just, I just, I can't believe it. Can't believe it! It feels like we've arrived. Congrats! I know that Jaws like the. I know he's the most searched, the most searched athlete. Blah 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 blah. But Christmas Day game—that's like a, a new uh, a new tier. We 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 we've crossed a threshold. Was John Morant at Draymond Green's wedding? I mean, it feels mm-hmm. like a. Snub. I wouldn't think so. That's good. They're they're still stoking the fires of, um, the rivalry. I mean, it's it's even they're turned it up. Clay Thompson like. Noted like pacifist, permanently stoned permafrost Clay Thompson into like a very petty, like Karen. Like I mean, it's it's a it's a rivalry that uh, has elicited a lot of hatred. Yeah, I, my like seventy one year old dad is like the Grizzlies are too online. I'm like, you don't know what that means. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> so the Christmas Day games are out. Obviously, we're excited uh, for the Grizzlies to be included. Um, Trey Young was upset that the Hawks got snubbed i, I mean snub I, I could, is a bit strong it, uh, no not for them they got waxed last year um they that's what happens when you coast through a regular season i am pissed that the eastern conference champions from last I year think the, heat, the team yeah, that was w- yeah. one shot away yeah. from making the finals uh the knicks are on there are you Take out of your less mind? charges throw more lobs chuck uh Addy, you, the knicks are the or some of the worst basketball product in the country it's a big city man and you're gonna have them They're i guess they just want to watch i know it's a market but whatever like it was just it was so angering like to, let's to be see real that. the grizz are probably never going to get this again once they see the numbers that we pull yeah <laughs> makes, well, like, apparently apparently 
Apparently the Memphis area has some of the highest ratings for NBA games in the entire country, and that's not like not adjusted for size. Like they're actual just like wow. NBA broadcasts get a ton uh, of views, like the national TV games. So I mean, and again, like you said, John ja, ja Morant is huge. I do feel sorry for you, Chuck. I mean, Christmas Day is not that. I guess it is a big deal, but. I mean, I guess the players, it's great that they get to, fans. yeah, yeah, it is. It's, and it's like sort of, it would like historically for me, the beginning of the NBA season. Right. That, that's like, the that's way the league I, treats it. As that's, far as their, that's when I start, as as I mean, I know I've podcasted about the NBA for a long time, but like, that's when I start like actually seeing where the standings are. Cause you really don't know first month, month and a half of the season. And then you get into the winter days when things suck and you get to watch basketball three or four nights a week to pass the time <laughs> so that yeah that's the beginning of the nba season for a lot of fans the espn mostly i just think it's important that they keep you know after after the obscenity that trey young's playoff performance that, that it was like like yes. you're saying chuck families families are watching on christmas day you can't have yeah. that right you can't, I guess you can't, you can't have be. people exposed to that um yeah also i like another best thing you know, like we're getting this we're getting this piecemeal dropping of the uh nba schedule just like here, here's one game. Here's another game. Uh, I am glad that someone finally leaked like the most inconsequential game. Uh, they, they say, "Hey, uh, Kings Blazers uh, is October twentieth. Amazing. <laughs> Maybe it's October 9th. Yeah, like Kings Blazers. Good. Well, we 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 got that one down. Um, not a lot of uh, storylines. Um, what's the opposite of your best thing? What's your cream of wheat? Worst thing. Uh, well, I'll stay on it. Yeah, because. As excited as I am to get a Christmas Day game, this absolutely guarantees that I will ruin Christmas. Mm. Like, there is no doubt <laughs> that my hatred for the Warriors, which is now all-encompassing, uh, will infect and ruin Christmas. I, I don't know if the world is ready for uh, a, a fat man uh, with no beard wearing a Santa outfit and a, uh, like, Zach Randolph jersey pulled over it to be spilling uh, virgin eggnog all over the uh, couch as I scream about Wikipedia and Raymond Green's wife. So uh, this could be trouble in the Burr house. So we, we actually have a, a listener submitted question and one of our croissant questions from Caleb who wants to know, will a Grizzlies Christmas Day game be the end of John's relationship or Keith's marriage, or will they be saved by it being perhaps a late game? So you think this could be uh, spelled doom? It feels certain. Okay. Because I have to watch it. Um, it doesn't matter when or where. Uh, it it just has to. I has to be consumed uh, with 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 anger and viciousness. It's yeah. the only way to watch a Warriors <laughs> game at this point. I, I can't even imagine the level of um, trash talk leading up to it. And and you know Draymond's going to be mic'd up during it. It's going to be hellacious. <laughs> it's not going to be enjoyable. Uh, it's it's nationally televised, so I feel like. We'll get bad jaw again. I'm just, I'm horrified. I'm horrified. Uh, I, I'm, I'm less worried. Although my wife, who's like famously easygoing, I was, I was like, hey, did you see the news about the Grizzlies? And she's like, what news? I was like, well, they they got a Christmas Day game, and she's like, she's backhanded you. No, she, <laughs> yeah, she, she Michelle branched me, and um, <laughs> the uh, which by the way is like a pop culture story. I had no idea what it was talking about until uh. I had to Google it yesterday because it came up in conversation. Like, what are we talking about? Um, anyways, uh, she's like, oh, that's fine. They play like 100 games. You can miss one. And I was like, oh, ha. And then I was like, oh, I can't tell if she's joking. Uh, she's, a really, she's a really good poker face. Uh, I'm assuming she's joking. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, I think it'll be fine. Uh, Chuck, Chuck what's, what, what's your worst thing? Uh, so last week I made a joke about Kevin Durant, and if you really actually wanted to leave the, the Nets, yeah. you would start tweeting about China. And unfortunately, I have the same uh, comedy aesthetic as Andrew Bogut because mm. he made the same joke. Slippery slope, Chuck. One joke here, one slip. pamphlet there, one I'm conversation just, uh, about I'm, taxation. Next thing you know, you're B.J. Mullins. <laughs> So uh, Andrew Bogut said, uh, if you really wanted to see KD leave the Nets, you watch him say free Hong Kong. And uh, Can we aggregate Andrew Bogut's tweet and say that he said free Hong Kong? 
<laughs> That's what we should do. Well, what a Andrew Bowman uh, and I are apparently kindred spirits, and that is the worst thing because I want nothing to do with I, I, his philosophy. It's, it's in tough, life. man. It, but I, I console myself because this happens frequently. There, as John says, there are there are like three jokes to make. Uh, There's like yeah. four. Or five and every jokes everyone makes yeah. the same joke, and it's like I guess I'm going to do this perfunctory joke now. Uh, <laughs> And uh, oh, I, the only way to win is to not play. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I did see this about Kevin Durant's continuing saga with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, did you see who weighed in and said that hey, they should just work it out, like just grow up and work it out and go play for the Nets? Uh, Henry Kissinger, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> Heat legend. Andre Iguodala says, uh, figure it out, make it work. Everybody grow up and make it work. Andre Iguodala, oh, who wow. refused to play for the Memphis Grizzlies, who uh, who said he was done wrong, who's, who told me in person that he was done wrong by the Grizzlies franchise, that they, they promised him one thing, and he did not ever intend to show up to camp. And uh, and so he he did not feel like it was his situation to to make it work to figure it out, but he thinks for the good of the league, Kevin Durant should uh, make it work. My my worst thing. One of the things we know about the new NBA schedule that's dropping uh, at two p.m. Central on Wednesday. For the first time, they are taking off November eighth election day. There's going to be no basketball games on November eighth. Everyone is going to play, however, the day before. All 30 NBA teams are going to have 15 games on Monday night, November 7th. All that's, all that's well and good. There's nothing wrong about having election day off. But you know who's not going to be able to vote now? Podcasters. Every podcaster now has to work on election day <laughs> to wrap up the 15 games that happen the day after. Yeah, all right, maybe arena workers. I feel like my vote's being suppressed. I feel like they're coming after. They're taking my franchise. You, we're going to forget that I'm you just, can early vote. I'm just shocked that Keith votes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I voted like two weeks ago, and it felt everyone should <laughs> vote. It's not a waste of time. But going and, and seeing like 16 unopposed things on the ballot, you're like, what are we here for? I guess I, I, I did it. I got a sticker. <laughs> this is, I put the sticker on the internet. Yeah, so apparently, that sticker. apparently you can win an election uh, with about 1,200 votes in parts of Nashville. Um, yep. That's like less than 10% of the Twitter followers. I mean, we can, I should we be running for office? Could we get John Burr to be a city council? That's, I think we, I think we could. Um, I think we could. My my other podcast got me to win best conservative in the national. No, that was me. That was me, John. I we did. That. I <laughs> voted for you so many. By the way, I guess the the best of Nashville voting is open. I guess I'll put a link in the show description. Please vote us for best podcast and vote John Burr uh, as best conservative. I, I did it so many times last year. Um, I mm -hmm. stuffed the ballot. I have a title to defend. Uh, I got a, I got a, I got a, a, an email or a text from the editor in chief. He's like, "Just so you know, you did win best conservative." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if that doesn't make you lose faith it, you in the electoral win. process, yeah. that they saw right. you won the award and they threw it out, they arbitrarily, yeah, exactly. despotically <laughs> announced, "I am not giving this person their award." I know it was a joke by people uh, who did who didn't mean it. Um, anyways, uh, those were our. Worst things. Before we get to, uh, we actually have an awards segment of the program, and before we get to our Chuck swinging player for the Central Division, we do have a single listener submitted question. The croissant questioner. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. John asks, I'm going to be a volunteer youth basketball coach for the first time this upcoming year in the local community organization. Uh, this is John with an H, not John Burr, the host, thankfully. As someone with no Wolves fan. Wolves fan. experience with kids or coaching, can the fathers and coaches on the pod give 
me their finest nuggets of wisdom to help me excel in this. What words of advice do we have for John as he uh, approaches this youth basketball volunteer opportunity? He has no kids. He has no experience with kids. What are you doing? Don't do this. No, no, no. This is good. No, no. You should, you should, he's volunteering his time to help in the community by being a volunteer to to help mold young children. It's a good thing. Much like, much like prices at movie theaters will keep you from having kids. So will coaching them. (laughs) So I'm all pro this as like a, yeah, population control method. Here's my, uh, here's my advice. If you're going to coach kids, make them run until they like are dizzy and maybe puking. Um, it's the only time you can abuse a child and get away with it. Your, to be clear, Chuck, your advice is to abuse children? I, it's not abuse if you're coaching. Um, I, I, yeah, it's just Bobby Knight stuff. I guess, yeah, I, you're just I guess I'll building characters. Make sure they have, oh, sure they have plenty of fluids. <laughs> hydrate them. Right. I think, I think right. there is a nugget of truth in the horrible thing Chuck said. Um, let them run around a lot. Conditioning. Uh, let them run around right. for fun. Make a game where there's a lot of running. I will say, if you don't have children... Uh, my two pieces of advice are don't act scared or overly concerned when they get hurt. Just act cool. Right. Just act, normally they're, normally they're fine. Oh, yeah. Normally they're fine within five seconds, but also if they Unless actually, the if they the actually skin. are cut, uh, again, don't be, don't like freak out. Be like, oh yeah, we got you. We got you, buddy. You know, like I'll, mm-hmm. always be chill. And then, uh, you got to go to humor a lot. Uh, try to diffuse. You don't escalate with voice, with yelling, with with. You just always try to break it with humor. Like uh, that wasn't the best teamwork I ever saw. Maybe maybe sarcasm doesn't work the best with children. Uh, <laughs> try to diffuse with humor. I mean, I I coached this uh, this miserable soccer team that it contained my son and his friends, and still there, you know there's a bit of that. My competitive juices sometimes you get frustrated. Always try to diffuse with humor and just have a good time. And finally, uh, don't talk to the referees. Uh, don't yell at the refs. Just you know, let our let let the poor fifteen-year-old who volunteered or who's getting paid twelve dollars an hour to referee this youth thing. Uh, don't yell at them. There's a there, there's there's no upside. I don't have any tactical advice or sage child-rearing wisdom. I will just tell you that what I remember from my father coaching my youth league team vividly is you shouldn't smoke while coaching, and then you should also. <laughs> You should either not wear sweatpants or if you, you need some form of belt or suspenders to keep your butt crack from showing because there's a lot of mm-hmm. crouching involved with young kids and you yeah. don't want to show the rest of the parents your butt crack unless that is, like my father, potentially a power move. Uh, maybe some sort of baboon-like display of the erogenous uh, <laughs> areas. Wow. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, so just don't smoke and don't show off. Your, your, your dad uh, was the bad, bad news bears. Um, oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That that also goes. Billy Bob, I, Billy Bob Thornton edition. I think we've told some of the stories and before we, about like things my church league basketball coach said that it were eye opening. Um, yeah. Don't do any of that. Uh, <laughs> Sweep the leg, Keith. Uh, yeah, just have a good attitude and make it fun. Try to use humor right. and just support. Be, be you know be be supportive and loving to all the kids, and also don't touch them. Yeah, big the uh, biggest fist, part. Fist bumps. Uh, fist bumps are cool. Max. Fist bumps are cool. Yeah. Maybe a high five. As- Verbal affirmations. Um, mm-hmm. 14 second hugs. No. Uh, and, and if you, you want to get into child psychology, like when a child does poorly or doesn't excel, like punishing them with uh, laps, like a missed free throw shouldn't involve running laps. Oh, not, right? nothing. Yeah. N- nothing. Now that we're getting like real serious. Yeah. Nothing should involve. Punishment. Now we're getting into yeah, it. Yeah. No, right. We shouldn't be punishing these kids for being kids, and we shouldn't hold up. Uh, As someone to be volunteering a, a in the community thing. center, just just support and uh, and be a friendly face. <laughs> uh, all yeah, all you got to do, and that also, I guess, and also win. At that all also costs. works for parenting. And if you can come up with trick plays in soccer, please DM them to me. My son's team is so terrible. Do you guys have any advice on how or how to either? You guys have older kids than I do how to keep my child out of sports entirely or at least out of sports wherein I'll have to travel. I feel like, I feel like I your should... current trajectory, John is going to make your child be repelled from sports. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like you, it. You she'll liking sports dis- so much. I think might yeah. have the desired effect. She'll resent oh, <laughs> the effect, the affection you give your screens in lieu of affection you give her. 
and she'll despise it. Okay, she, we're there. Yeah. We're there already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool. so nothing to worry okay. about. Yeah. My Thank son you. uh actively, actively tells me how much he hates basketball all the time. Yeah. Like he goes out of his way to be like, I think basketball's so boring. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I think partially to get a, re- a response out of me. But then the other part of it, I'm like, all right, I don't have to watch it with you. Yeah. That's my awesome. My four-year-old just you'll ruin my it. four-year-old just constantly says her least favorite team is the Grizzlies. That's, that's, <laughs> wow. that's all she ever says. She's like, who's playing? Wow. Is that the Grizzlies? I hope they lose. Like she's <laughs> she, that's literally all she does for sports. There's a lot going on it's, there. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Anyways, if you want to submit a question to be answered on air, you have to be a Patreon supporter. Do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Also, um, we're doing a fantasy football league. You know, I know, I know we don't support the NFL, but if you want to play fantasy football with me and several other listeners, uh, go ahead and email me uh, pretty quickly if you're a Patreon supporter. Or go to patreon.com slash fast break breakfast and check out the post there that gives you the very simple instructions on what to do also as a patron you get access to bonus content like our monthly zoom hangout where we answer your questions even more of your questions plus you get access to the slack channel you can even submit factually incorrect things we say under a fact check check fact anyway support the show patreon.com slash fast break breakfast All right, real quick, awards section of the program. We do not have an actual International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, but I thought maybe this was overdue. Um, it is the offseason, and I thought I would look up some things. Maybe I, I hadn't noticed from last year, and I'm talking about the people who were the worst at shooting the basketball. I mean, we talk about it on a game-by-game basis, but as far as, like, an entire body of work, I wanted to know who were the players with the worst field goal percentage in the NBA last season. I'm not going to make you guys guess these because they're so obscure. This is yeah. not going to be a weird. I was kidding. I was, no, it's not. I was charging. It's up. not going to be a weird game of scones. Here are the ten worst field goal percentages in the NBA with at least a hundred field goal attempts. It's a very small sample size, but I thought nice round number. We'll do a hundred field goal attempts uh, from ten to one. Keon Johnson. Um, who had a good summer league, but last year he was 35.3% from the field. Dante DiVincenzo, who we play for, Chuck? Uh, the Kings? Warriors. Um, Warriors. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, that was Pac. The Kings yeah, stint he, was brief. Yeah, it was. No, it they, was. They, okay. they got him, and then they decided not to sign him, and they traded to get Kevin Herter. Um, this is uh, after not being able to, after choosing not to retain Bogdan Bogdanovich. It's very confusing. Their their pursuit of, of white shooting guard dudes. White dudes. Uh, it's gone very, yeah. very strange. Um, but DiVincenzo uh, was ninth worst. Number eight, Isaiah Joe for the Sixers, 35%. A rookie, another rookie at seven. James Booknight, 34.8%. Wait, wait, wait. Can we... Um... Can we call Isaiah Joe since he can't shoot? Can we call him Cotton Eye Joe, or is that not? Because he's got cotton in his if eyes you, instead you of sing it. Hawkeye. I don't. If you sing it, yeah. Yeah, he's from Arkansas. Do they have cotton in Arkansas? Uh, feel weird. I want to move on. Um, the uh, <laughs> Armani Brooks, who, by the way, Armani Brooks, yes, he shot thirty-three point nine percent from the field, which is the sixth worst in the NBA last year, but. 80% of his field goal attempts were three-pointers. So, all right, a little leeway there. He literally, he took 42 pointers and 240 three-pointers. I like that. Uh, good ratio there. Uh, Killian Tilly, Grizzlies legend um, last year, also on a largely three-point diet, was 33.9%. The fifth worst field goal percentage. Number four, take master Elijah Hughes for the Trailblazers, 32.6%. Kent Bazemore, the Bays god, who left the world champion Golden State Warriors oh. to chase the title on the Lakers. He was 32.4% from the field last year. Get this. His three-point percentage was 36%. Hey, now. Meaning it was his two-pointers bringing him down. Somehow he shot 27% on two-pointers last year. How How is that possible? <laughs> uh, also another Trailblazers tank master, uh, Kelgen Blevins which is fun to say, 30.6% from the field, and the only player in the NBA last year to shoot under 30% from the field on over 100 field goal attempts was summer league darling Miles McBride of the New York Knicks at 29.6%. So just a little recognition 
in lieu of an international stack house of pancakes, a little recognition for that. some of the worst shooters from the field last year. Uh, maybe next week we'll do the worst two-point shooters to uh, not have it so three-point heavy. Um, so go ahead and get ready, uh, Ricky Rubio. We're coming for you. Uh, <laughs> it is now time, as a sort of a par fadeaway, something we've been doing the last couple of weeks, we will do our swing players, Chuck's swing players for the upcoming season. These are the guys who we think are the biggest variables for a team's success. Which player is going to take maybe this one team from uh, mediocre to good? Like, who's the Hawks player? Who's going to take him from, for the Hawks, we had various ideas. Nick Nkongu was one. DeAndre Hunter was one. Like, we know what we're getting from Trey Young, we think. We know what we're getting from Capella or DeJounte Murray. Who's the swing player that's going to take them from, you know, a bad outcome or like a worst case scenario to a best case scenario and this week we're doing the central division which will be the bucks the bulls the cavaliers the pacers and the pistons we will start with the team that won the division last year the milwaukee bucks we know Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be probably the best player in the nba once again who are the swing players they're going to take the bucks from you know, uh, a good, an okay season, second round of the playoffs to maybe winning a title or being the number one seed in the East over Chuck's Miami Heat this year. Uh, who, who do you guys have as, as your swing player for the Milwaukee Bucks? Well, this is probably the most dull team in the Central Division to do this for, but since continuity is kind of king in the NBA, it's probably a good thing for the Bucks. But I guess I'll take, see if Jordan Nwora can become like more of a cog. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything other than like prayers for certain players to recover from injury. Well, so I, I kind of just kind of picked a player who I thought if he emerges as like an actual contributor that could kind of push the bucks into some kind of rarefied air. But I think this was the hardest one to do. I, I'm interested to see what you guys say. You went way deeper cut than I would have ever dreamed. Yeah, I did. I, <laughs> Because of the injury stuff, I, my, I think the swing, player that's really going to make a difference for the bucks is their physical therapist there you go whoever yes. uh if they could get joe ingles and chris middleton back uh uh you know in good shape and they don't lose any time or get any other injuries compensating for the injuries they have then we could have a, a team that i think has like the best three players in the league like their big three is the best big three in the league period they won a championship uh when those three players were healthy so i would i would have picked if middleton was healthy last year i would have picked the bucks to go all the way and beat the warriors in the finals so um yeah i think it, it's the training staff let's hope that they they excel this that's, year that's a good one chuck that health angle covers the two guys i was thinking about um i was leaning middleton even though he he, he is more of a known commodity maybe doesn't count but him Maybe, you know, being a year older, coming off injury. Like, if Middleton gives you the same level of performance we've seen, they're going to be right back there, maybe a title favorite. I guess the other one is, is also it's just Joe Ingles. It's like their one offseason acquisition. If he can yeah. return, I mean, the worries are he's old and look like he'd lost a major step before his injury last year on the Jazz. But if he brings any of that secondary playmaking, any of that three-point accuracy, that's what this team sorely needs outside of that big three. And, John, thinking about it, like – my initial reaction was kind of to poo poo the Nuora, but if Nuora can be better than like, I don't know, Grayson Allen, if he can provide right, some of those like right. DiVincenzo minutes from a couple seasons ago, um, maybe, you know, like, like, like maybe this was just hard to do yeah. because they have a bunch of all stars and former all stars yeah. and injured guys. Right. So it's just like, ugh. let's go to the, uh, the Chicago bulls who finished second in the division last year. I think there's a I, I think there's like two clear ones, um, but I'm curious if you guys agree. Chuck, who who do you have as like your Bulls swing player? Uh I think Alex Caruso is my guy. Okay. Um at, you know, like his uh his injuries last year were kind of like heartbreaking for him, but to have him kind of come back and be that defensive like anchor him and Lonzo do such a good job to like cover up for DeRozan's and um, uh, Zach Levine's kind of, you know, and whatever lack you of say defensive ability, deficiencies, cra crappiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I like, I like Alex Caruso. He could be that dude for him. So uh, yeah. AC. 
I think it's yeah, it's, it's a great one. His injury was a was a big reason that they they struggled down the stretch last year. John, who's your who's your swing guy for the Bulls? Um, well, I kind of feel differently. I, I felt like Io Desunmu did a good job filling in and playing the role Alex Caruso did as like a defensive yeah. stopper. And I'm curious to see what he brings, but that's not my actual choice. Um, I have to see what the Bulls see in Patrick Williams this year. Like, I feel like this is the year I have to figure it out, right? Because I haven't been able to figure out, you know, we, we just haven't got to see what, what, what he can bring to the table. So, you know, I think this is the year that we find out if he swings them or not. Uh, Patrick Williams is, is one I had in mind. He's one of the two I had in mind. I think Caruso is, is, is a good one. Um, I, I probably should have opened up to three. Like, I do think that when they went to Io DeSumo, as much fun as he was, that, like, yeah, he's not as good as Caruso. He's not yeah. as good as, as the guy I was going to pick is Lonzo Ball. Like, for me, their whole yeah. season is Lonzo Ball. If Lonzo Ball is healthy right. enough to play, if his knee is healing, and uh, the very concerning thing is that apparently it's not progressing that well. So, like, I, I, Patrick Williams is great because he has those flashes. Like, you can pull clips where it's like, he made a couple of amazing blocks, and then he's, like, finishing on the other end, and you're like, all right, I see it. Um, so, like, yeah, if Patrick Williams makes a leap, if he can play the four on this team that doesn't really have anyone in between, like DeRozan and Vucevic, that seems really important. Um, I lean more Lonzo Ball, just like, he Speaking seemed like the... Vucevic, yeah. I, I felt when I watched the Bulls that he was strangely, besides DeRozan, the most important player on the team, particularly what he was being asked to do. So I actually think the Andre Drummond acquisition is a pretty good one, even though he's not uh, nearly the the player Vucevic is. It will be nice to have someone who can, you know, activate from that spot, um, as opposed to just the uh, glaring hole that would be there whenever Vucevic was either in foul trouble or not or yeah. not playing well or not playing. So and I maybe, think that's actually pretty. Big. And maybe like maybe Vucevic could even qualify under the. Yeah arbitrary parameters we've established because his shooting was so poor last year, like his three point shooting totally abandoned them or abandoned him when they needed him to make threes, kind of like how he did in Orlando. The bulls have a lot of like, there's a lot of leeway. There's a lot of ways that can go really well, like the beginning of last season. But then there's also these like questions of like, well, if Patrick Williams does not continue to advance, if Lonzo ball is not fully healthy, if Vucevic is just getting old and can't shoot anymore, uh, then they might get passed by our next team, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers are a weird one. Like, we're all excited about Darius Garland. We're obviously all excited about Evan Mobley. Jared Allen is as consistent as you get in the middle. Is there another guy on that team who uh, who you think might be able to get them into, like, the top four of the East, depending on, on how they play? Well, if, if Kevin Love can quietly have another season like he did last year, I think that would be enormous for them. Yeah, um, I mean, he had a great I year. I, I don't know yeah, what the odds I are. If, I would... I would if, fade that. If, if this, um. <laughs> if this is, if, if Kevin Love went through his, uh, you know, if, if his, if, if he's this player again, I feel like the Cavs and the and the Bulls that will be a real battle. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Pacers uh, and Pistons won't be involved, and the Bucks are, you know, in another stratosphere. But I do think the Cavs should be right back up in it if Kevin Love has another season like that. And I, to me, I think he's kind of the no brainer as yeah. far as like the other guys. It seems like. Yeah, they're going to keep their really young all-star level players. They're going to keep improving. So the big question mark for me is, can Kevin Love do it again? Yeah. I find this team really tough. Like, I I agree with you on Love. Like, Love needs to play probably as well as he did last year, and I'm worried he can't. But there are, there's like a, there's a litany of dudes where it seems like they could all be, be the one. I guess, Chuck, why don't you go go and give me yours, and then I'll, uh, I'll see if you haven't covered some of the names I'm thinking of. What do you I mean, say, Isaac Okoro? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm looking at the roster, and you know, the guy who surprised us also last year and kept Kevin Love on the bench was Laurie Markinen. And you know, if he can take another leap, uh, like he wasn't a mess last year. And everybody, when he got traded from Chicago, thought that, "What? Well, what are you doing putting Laurie Markinen on your team when you already have uh, Jared Allen? You have tall. You know, you have Kevin Love. You have players who are kind of like." Uh, slotted for the front court i think he earned his spot and if he can kind of get to the place where like he's consistent um and his numbers are great like glory market and low-key is not a bad player um so yeah i i think if he can get his three-point percentage up and kind of uh get into a place where he's closer to a you know what he was doing in chicago in his second year the um, uh the fact that the laurie marketing at small forward 
thing wasn't a failure. I feel like we all kind of right. thought like that's going to be a disaster, and it was not. Yeah, Markham is an, is, is an interesting one. Like, can he get any better? Like, I don't, I don't think there's another leap in his game. But like, he's one of the guys. He's one of the litany of names I was thinking about. Like, 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 what does Markham do? Year two, doing this on the perimeter. Um, yeah. Okoro is deeper down my list, John. Like, I'm kind of like, I don't think he's going to be able to shoot. Like, if he could shoot, that'd be helpful. Like, but I think Eileen, it's they're the unsigned Colin Sexton and right. the guy I always <laughs> I always kind of rag on, Karis LeVert. Like, if Karis LeVert yeah. outperforms my expectations for him, if he does become a consistent it, offensive it creator. for him not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't expect much. Like, like, I think that's how the Cavs end up being maybe a 50-win team. Because I think we know what we're getting from even if even if love isn't quite as good, they're so deep in that front court where Mark Markin can size up, and then you obviously have Mobley and Allen, where it's those perimeter guys. If it is if Sexton returns and is all of a sudden, is he a Jordan Clarkson type player off the bench, or even better, like like I don't know, like a twenty point per game type guy, yeah. just giving them that offensive punch that they lack a, a, as a solid defensive team, like he could be the one. And then again, if Levert gives him anything, but. I, yeah, I don't have a strong leaning, um, and the guys you said, I mean, it, all, all of those seem, I think, fair to argue uh, for the person as a swing player for the Cavaliers. Uh, the next two teams are, are harder for me because, uh, oh, my God. the uh, might be bad on they're, purpose. They're probably going to be terrible. Um, next up is the Pacers. Uh, is there even – what do we do here? Is it uh, – <laughs> is it Miles Turner? Uh, is he? We, we bring up we bring up Isaiah Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we had, I we do. Had incredible numbers. Uh, I know he's listed as a four, but every time I saw the Pacers, he was playing center, and he had you know just insane per thirty six numbers and seemed everywhere at all times. So I'm just gonna say, can Isaiah Jackson bring enough energy to the table to drag this team to more wins than expected? Find out on our on our over unders podcast. <laughs> yeah, Chuck, what do you what, what are you thinking about this Pacers team? I don't which know. We think it's going no... to be the worst, possibly, probably the worst team in the East. Yeah, and like I just want to. I, I don't know if you can swing. What are you going to do? Swing? Yeah, right. from like the worst, what? the second or third worst. Like what, the I mean, best I'm ready to talk about red. I'm ready to talk about Red Rooster Terry Taylor. That's how that's the trouble. All I want to talk about is the Lance <laughs> Stevenson experience. And uh hopefully he's still on there blowing in people's ears. Like that would be fantastic if we could watch Lance in another NBA um, season. I think I think I'll I think I'll I'll massage this one for their swing guys. I'm I'll, I'll cheat and include the rookie Matherin. It's like I think it's like if Matherin and Halliburton are those guys. Like that, yeah. maybe maybe that swings the whole franchise. That necessarily swings the season. I mean, I guess there is a scenario where, like, if Miles Turner is great, do they accidentally win too many games early on in the year? Um, yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's hard to do the exercise with this team because it seems like they're trying to embrace the tank. They're trying to um, maybe the swing player is Russell Westbrook when uh, when he ends up Woo. on the squad after after the healed and Miles Turner for Westbrook trade. Uh, finally, the Detroit Pistons. I'm trying not to use like rookies and second year players, but I don't know how to do this exercise with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Who's your, who's your swing player for the Pistons, John? Stone cold Isaiah Stewart launching the three ball. I know he's kind of lost his spot, but he, uh, you know, he's bringing that Gortat seal hard, you know, doing things beside that don't show up on the box score to kind of open up that offense for Cade Cunningham. You're going to have like, you know, Jalen Duran and Marvin Bagley running the rim now. You're just going to have Beef Stew just body checking people and heaving threes, and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm trying to envision if there's any way this, like, w- all right, doing the exercise, if there's any way that this team makes, like, it into the play-in, what's that storyline? And this is where I fall back to, it has to be, it's either Cade or it's the, it's Jaden Ivey, or maybe it's Jalen Duran. Like if 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 a rookie pops, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, you're a top eighty player in the NBA uh, on day one, or something, or a top maybe hundred player in the NBA. It, it, otherwise, it's so hard to envision one of these guys. Like I, I mean, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, if you can add a little Mehmet Accord to his game, get that that Detroit mm. that Detroit three ball uh, dropping. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tough, man. Uh, I think they're gonna be. I think the Pistons are gonna be very awful. I don't believe in the 
Like I'm, I'm not expecting a, 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 a Sadiq Bay uh, All Star run or, or anything. Chuck, can you can you player of the month? In, can Most you invent player of the month? Uh, player, let's not get carried away. He's player of the week. He's player of the week. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Kelly Olynyk because a game. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> That Kelly Olynyk is playing with this team. Um, yeah, I, when, I got when Kelly Olynyk played with them in the at the second half of the season. They were kind of good. So he, he was he, part of it. I mean, Corey uh, Joseph a little bit too competent. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like maybe John Bird's favorite player, Killian Hayes. You know, he could oh, take the that. Killian Hayes uh, second draft sticking on the team. What if that uh, Killian Hayes, Alec Burks, Nerlin Noel second unit is banging? Oh, right. Damn. What if uh, Saban <laughs> Lee comes out? That's Go three doors. Vanderbilt players we mentioned in uh, one episode. So shout out wow. to the, the Doors. Man, anchor down. Seriously, Luke Cornett. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Luke Cornett. Anyways, uh, I had a Frank Cornett poster in my room growing up. Nashville Vanderbilt Commodore legend. Anyway, that's the that's the Central Division. Kind of hard. This one feels set in stone. Like the Bucks are the best. There's a scenario yes. where the Bulls are good, but I'm not expecting it. The Cavs, uh, weird. I, weird, and I fear the sophomore slump. Like they were a feel good team yeah. last year, and then the, the wheels fell off. And then uh, I, I hope they they can regroup. But then and then it seems like the Pacers and Pistons are, are going to tank out. Anyways, uh, that was in lieu of a part fadeaway. Although for real, we have actual part fadeaways. We have things to look forward to. The schedule dropping tomorrow on Wednesday will be a lot of fun. And then not too far away, guys. I don't know if you guys know this. The 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 Euro basket is coming at the start of September. Yeah. And we got like legit dudes. We got Luca playing. We got Jokic playing. Uh, it's going to be. Incredible. It's going to be the oasis in the desert, uh, the summertime desert that we need. Uh, and so that will be greatly appreciated. Anyways, if you guys want to uh, support this show, do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. If you're in the Memphis area, don't miss the Backstreet Boys. They're bringing the DNA World Tour to FedEx Forum on Friday, September 9th. Don't miss your chance to see one of the most famous boy bands of all time. Tickets are on sale at ticketmaster.com or at the FedEx Forum box office. If you want to see a few hilarious outtakes from this one, they left, were left on the cutting room floor for the audio version. Uh, go to YouTube for the behind-the-scenes video. Subscribe to our channel there. Anyway, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, no apologize for being G&G. Fan break break, man, you understand?